Hello, hello. My name is Michael, and I welcome you to What's Your Career, where careers are examined one at a time. I'm stoked to talk to Katie Cullum today. Katie is a rock star, and I really enjoyed talking with her. In addition to being a wife and mother, Katie's career is as a part-time worship pastor. Being in worship has been Katie's dream, but it hasn't necessarily been a cut-and-dry path to get to where she currently is. Her story highlights how we must change and adapt if we are to make our career what we ultimately want it to be. Her story also highlights how she balances family, faith, and work when they become so intertwined as a worship pastor. Now to the interview. Katie, welcome to the podcast. This has been a long time coming, and I'm super happy that you were able to join me tonight. Yeah, I'm super happy to be here. Thank you. Well, awesome. Um, so let's just let's jump right in. I, I want the listeners to hear a little bit about who you are and uh, what you do. So let's start that off with uh, what do you do? What's your job title? Yeah, I am a worship pastor at a Christian church. Okay, awesome. So how long have you been a worship pastor? I've been a worship pastor, goodness, by profession for seven years. There was okay. a break in the middle of those seven years, though. Okay. Now, I've awesome. been a worship pastor, not as my profession. So, say, volunteering or filling in for 10 or more years. Okay, awesome. We'll we'll dig into that in a, in a moment or two. Um, how would you rate what you do, like the work that you do from one to 10? One being it's terrible and 10, it's like your dream situation. Um, for me and my personality, it's definitely up at like eight to nine. I almost never rate anything a 10, but it, it's pretty close to a 10. So there's there's not much out there that you could be doing that would be better than this. There's probably nothing out there better. That oh, that's awesome. That I mean that that really means you're living the dream. I mean, there's nothing better <laughs> right? out there. This is the dream job, right? That's awesome. Yeah, it's not for everyone, but it's it's for me for sure. Yeah, and I mean that's that's the best part is it's not for everyone. You found what's perfect for you. And you're doing it. You're living it. You're living the dream as, you know, a lot of people can't say that out there. So congratulations. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess I'm going to assume this is pretty high, but how how happy are you with your situation? Are you also <laughs> way up there? Yeah. I mean, I would put that at a, let's go with a nine. Okay. That's good. Because some people, you know, love their function, they love, you know, the role that they're in, but they have so much administrative junk to deal with that it kind of lowers their happiness a right. little bit or things like that. But it's awesome to hear that you're still up there at a nine on the happiness scale. So you're, you're really, you love what you do and you're happy while you're doing it, which is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So did you, uh, did you go to college? Uh, and you know, if so, tell me about it a little bit. Yeah, my situation's a little bit unique. I did go to college, but I went to a Bible school. And so my degree was unaccredited. Uh, so I have a degree, a bachelor's degree with 120 hours in Christian ministry uh, with an emphasis in worship. However, it's unaccredited, so it wouldn't be recognized for um, 
many things, but a lot of churches, right, would um, recognize it um, as a full degree. But I am actually back in school now finishing my degree so that I can have a fully accredited degree. And then uh, that way I can get my master's. Oh, okay. And what is your, what is your new bachelor's degree in and what will your, what will your master's be in? My new bachelor's is just in Christian ministries. It's really basic because um, I transferred over as many credits as I could. And so, I mean, really, this was just the quickest and easiest degree to get. Right. Yeah. Um, And I haven't fully decided on my master's. I'm looking either at a master's in just theology or possibly going all the way and getting a master's of divinity. Uh, But I've got a little bit of time to think about it. Well, that's awesome. Way to go. Good <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let me back up even further then. It sounded like going into college, you knew what you wanted to do. You knew you wanted to go into Christian ministries of some sort. Uh, how did you How did you come to that, you know, understanding? When did you decide that? Yeah. Um, I came to the understanding in high school, and I've always kind of been a all or nothing personality and I'm either all in or I'm not. Uh, so I found Christ and got saved halfway through high school. Um, and it was just a complete 180 for my life and the way that I was living my life. And so I got involved in church and I was already heavily involved in music and I just really felt that I wanted to be heavily involved in the church and in music and in ministry and studying the Bible. Um, And it was right at a time in my life where I was being asked to start deciding on what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, And so that's kind of what I set my mind to since 11th grade. Wow. That's awesome. And did, did you grow up in a, in a Christian home as well? Were your parents very supportive of you as you, you know, came to this decision? Yes and no. Uh, so I grew up in a Christian home. We didn't start going to church until sixth grade. Um, and I didn't have a super great experience with it. So I had completely turned from the faith uh, and claimed to be an atheist. And um, until really the middle of 10th grade year. Um, and once I became a Christian again and decided that I wanted to go to college for ministry. Uh, My parents actually were supportive of it, but a little bit nervous just because I was then involved in a different Christian denomination from what they were involved in. And so while I had some support, uh, they weren't super crazy actually about my decision. Hmm. Okay. But you went for it anyway, and I mean, it sounds like it's paid off. So, so tell me, kind of, where you got started after college, or maybe even during college. How did you get involved with the churches, and what what kind of jobs did you start taking? Yeah. So, whenever I first began getting involved in worship ministry, I actually was playing cello on worship teams because that was my main instrument, and that's how I got my foot in the door. Uh, once I got to college, I would lead worship on guitar and singing, but then I was primarily playing lots of different instruments. So I recorded on a ton of different albums for people 
um, cello, guitar, ukulele, mandolin, banjo, things like that. Uh, and so then you're just, I... you're just musically inclined all around. You can play anything. You can pick it up and figure <laughs> it out in 10 minutes. And if it has strings, <laughs> if it has okay. strings. Right. what about the piano? Yeah, I do play piano. Okay. So you got it. But all, there are strings as... on a piano. I can't play like a saxophone or a flute. Yeah. I, I'm worthless there. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I mean, that that's pretty cool. And I know, you know, church is very dependent on music and singing and hymns. And so yeah. that's that's awesome that you're able to contribute not only from a singing standpoint but also from a you know playing the instrument standpoint because uh, that that's very needed in churches. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so when did your first kind of full time job, um, or maybe not even full time, but your first job come from? Mm -hmm. That came right out of college. Uh, that was just right after I graduated. I led worship for a small church up in Dallas. Uh, we had two services. It was um, a small church, and it was just me as a worship pastor. And I had a pianist, a drummer, and a bass player, and sometimes an electric guitar player uh, that I directed. And... Uh, I did that for really only nine months because then uh, my dad was sick. And so I needed to move back to Houston. Um, huh. So that was really short lived. Well, let me, let me dig into that a little bit more. So you, I mean, what, what did somebody hire you for that or was that you starting a church or? No. Yeah. So somebody hired me for that. That was somebody else had their own church that was up and going in its beginning stages and they needed someone to lead worship. So I was hired and paid a certain amount every week to lead worship, to plan the sets and the songs and the order of service and anything in between needed for the week. Okay. So how many, I mean, were you paid, I guess you weren't paid hourly, you were paid weekly right. and you just did what you needed to do that week. Yes. <laughs> and so what were like, I guess you mentioned some of the things, creating sets and, uh, you know, actually going to, to church, working on the music. Did you, uh, did you plan Bible study? Did you, you know, prepare sermons? Is that, is that what you call them? Sermons or, or lessons or, or yeah, is that part yeah. of your role as well? That was not. So uh, the pastor would uh, put together the sermons and most of the lessons. Um, I really didn't start having a part in, of that until recently in my role at my new church. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, the worship leader role at churches are really, it's different for every church. Um, especially the small church that I was a part of as my first job, that was very, very minimal. So, I mean, I was really just choosing the songs for each week to make sure that they, you know, wanting songs that correlated with what the pastor was preaching, that was pulling the congregation in, uh, moving their attention upwards to God um, and creating a culture of worship uh, for the people. Whereas the pastor, um, you know, he would preach with the churches that I've been a part of. Usually pastor preaches anywhere from 25 to 30 minutes. 
a whole service is an hour. So in that we would take communion um, and, you know, have announcements and it leaves for 20 to 30 minutes of worship, actual worship and music time. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So, so after that first job that you had for nine months, you moved down to Houston and then I assume you, you found another similar position. I actually didn't. I chose to step away from uh, working at a church for a period of time. Uh, so I worked as a computer technician for Apple. And oh, then, okay. uh, yeah, uh, which was great because uh, that's come in very handy now where I'm at. But then I got involved in the business world and got involved in sales for the court reporting business actually and um hated it i i hated Mm. it so much um and so it was then at the end of that career that i decided that i really wanted to be back into the church and that i was ready to be back into ministry so i then accepted a part-time job at a church um that began as a worship admin uh, and led to a worship leader position. Okay. And was this position as an admin, was this at a church you were already attending or did you, did you attend the church after you got the job or, or how does that work? I'm so uh, let me back up a little bit. I am also a, a Christian. I'm a part of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, AKA the, the Mormon church. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we definitely have similar beliefs. We believe in God and we believe in um, Christ and that he came to earth and so on and so forth. But I know that our, you know, our, our belief systems do vary. And, you know, for me to think about, you know, leaving a church and joining another one, uh, it feels very, very weird to me because I feel like uh, I'm very connected to my church personally. So for me to think about your position and, you know, I don't want to say looking for, I mean, you were looking for a job, right? So you were looking to become a worship pastor, but d- did it also mean you needed to change where you worshiped personally on Sundays? Yeah. So for that particular job, that was actually the church that I was already attending. Okay. Um, and we were already very plugged in and very happy there. So that was a great fit. Um, now the position that I took after that was a completely new church. Um, and that meant that our family changed churches and we began attending the church that I was now working at, you know, for any ministerial position, it's expected that the church you are working at is the church that you and your family attends. And, okay. I, and- yeah, I would assume <laughs> that as well. That makes sense. But did you ever feel you know, in the many changes you've had in position, do you, do you ever feel like you needed to change some, some things in your life to align with the new church? Or do you feel like it was always pretty consistent? Um, what do you mean by that? What things uh, are you thinking of? Well, you know, let's say church X said, you know, oh, it's a sin to do to do this or that. Ah, and then church Y says, oh, that's that's not a big deal. That's not a problem. You can do that. And and did you ever, you know, I guess your belief system and yeah. the way you acted, did that 
need to change at any point or or did that ever feel weird to you to transition churches in that regard? Yeah, actually, uh, I just went through something like that with the church that I left uh, and the church I came to. Uh, the church that I left, um, that's the one that I was already a member at and then took a position at. So uh, there were some things about that position or about that church church's beliefs that I didn't quite agree with, but it wasn't something that caught that, uh, was, um, that made the gospel any less true. The foundational beliefs we agreed on. Um, and I'm sure, you know, there's so many different parts of the Bible that can be, um, explained and understood in so many different ways. You know, that's why we have so many denominations of Christians. Sure. Yep. Uh, so for instance, one is that that church didn't believe that women could be in leadership um, as a ministerial role. So although I did everything that a worship pastor did, I did not have the title. And I, whenever I was on stage, I was not allowed to teach. So I had to be very careful with the way that hmm. I phrased things whenever I talked with the congregation. That was something that I didn't agree with. Um, that's not how I have interpreted the Bible, but I respected that our leadership made that decision to try to follow the Bible as closely as they could. So I went with it. Yeah. Um, however, some other beliefs of theirs and the way leadership was run, um, it got to a point where I and my family severely disagreed. And that is why we chose to leave. And I took a job at another church um, because although, you know, I'd been there for a few years and there were some small things that we didn't agree with. Um, by the time I chose to leave, it got to where those disagreements were uh, too large. We were getting to the foundational beliefs uh, that I just, we couldn't, get on board with and it we you know I could do ministry better and love on people and share the gospel better uh somewhere else yeah wow those the, those have got to be tough decisions and tough conversations to have with your family and uh you know I'm glad you're you're constantly you know searching and looking for what feels best for you and that you're also able to to find a job you know, yeah. it's kind of interesting. You normally don't think of uh, church and work being, you know, closely knit together. But in your case, yeah. I mean, they're one in the same in, in many regards. Um, so that that's that's awesome that you've been able to make both work. And, you know, when they haven't, you've been able to adjust and make them both work because, uh, yeah, those are the two biggest parts of life outside of family, uh, you know, church and, and work for many people. So. That, that's great that you've been able to make it work. So, uh, you know, I don't want to jump into those touchy tubs, touchy subjects of religion. <laughs> uh, you know, this is a podcast more on work itself. So now that you're in this new position and this is this is your current position, right? Since you left that church and you, you yeah. joined a new church, this is your current position. Uh, why don't you go into a little detail about what you actually do kind of hour by hour, maybe, you know, a bit more about how you're paid or the structure of the church and yeah. your responsibilities. I'd love to hear those sort of details. Yeah, absolutely. 
so I actually am currently working for a church plant, which we kind of just transitioned from being called a church plant to a small church because we have grown past the point of being called a church plant. So we're so a brand new what church. Is that, what is that threshold or that definition? Um, so it's unique. A church plant normally would remain a church plant for the first at least year or two while they're gaining members of their congregation and building up to possibly say a hundred or 150. Um, our church exploded. Uh, so we have had church for this will be this tomorrow will be our 10th Sunday and we have 120 members. So we're not a regular, you know, church plant. Things have just been, um, going really, really well for us. Uh, So as I kind of explain what I do day to day, I may also compare it to my last job because that was a little bit more of a traditional worship pastor position um, in the sense of how I got paid and what my day to day looked like. So um, right now I am just paid a monthly salary. I work part time Um, And that's because we are a brand new church. So money is extremely tight. We're not a part of any denomination. You know, we're not Methodist or Baptist. We're non-denominational. So we don't get money from anyone else. Our money only comes from our congregation. Uh, So money's tight, um, which is okay. Nobody goes into ministry trying to make a million dollars. (laughs) (laughs) And if they are, they're they're not doing it right. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So uh, my week right now, I used to work just Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and obviously Sunday. Uh, But now I'm adding in Monday just because there's so much work that I need another day to get stuff done. So I work uh, usually like eight to two, Monday through Thursday. Uh, And I, because we are a small church, I not only do the worship planning and that sort of thing. I do all of the graphic design, uh, video, uh, anything that's going to be shown on a screen. I do any of our live streaming, all of our tech set up. So I was responsible for getting us a sound system, getting that set up, um, getting our live stream set up with a camera and the ability to be able to do that. Uh, so Each week I create slides, Uh, you know, our pastor will go through and read portions of the Bible and uh, people don't really bring their Bible to church or they will and they'll look at it on their phone, but we like to put the slides up on the screen as well. So I'll create those. We always have a graphic for like our sermon series that we're doing, trying to be creative and give, um, you know, each series a theme. So I'll create a graphic for that as well as like a bumper video, uh, we call that. It's a video that just, it's like a 30 second little clip that plays right before the pastor's going to get up there to preach. It's good for transitions and uh, it's nice just because then there's uh, common graphics for this whole series that ties it all together. So I create yeah. all of that throughout the week. Um I also put together the songs that we're going to sing each week as they um, reflect on what the pastor's preaching. And I work on those in advance. So, you know, I have sets that are made for up to two months in advance or so. And um, I schedule my band members, which right now is not many because we're little. 
but based on their schedule and their availability, trying to fill spots as needed. Um, <clears throat> there are portions while, where I will speak. Um, usually it's just short little pieces throughout the, um, the set on a Sunday. So I'll prepare those. Um, I'm preaching a sermon in a few months, so I'll prepare that. Um, and a lot of my weekly work is preparing in advance a lot of things because, um, you know, not much is done last minute, at least not the way that, um, I'm used to doing it and how we do it at our church. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think of your church as a small business, which I mean, in a sense it really is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it sounds like you are the IT support. You're the HR department. You're the (laughs) marketing department. I mean, you have a lot of hats, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Is it as is it most worship pastors do and should? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Is it just you and the the main pastor, or do you have additional people as well? We also have a family pastor and a children's pastor. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So uh, that's not super common for a small church or a church plant. Um, but we were lucky in that the family pastor is a very close friend of ours, and we the three of us just work together very, very well. Uh, so it's kind of a team we knew that uh, we needed. It's like a dream team. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so you're in charge of kind of everything behind the scenes, then, because you're not yeah. a head pastor, and it's just the three or four of you. So, wow, you've got a lot on your plate. And are those hours that you work, are they, are they set in stone or is it just work at your own pace and make sure everything's taken care of? Or is the pastor kind of looking over your shoulder every hour or two? Um, yeah, the, what's that relationship like? Uh, I definitely work hours that work best for me. You know, we have a staff meeting on Tuesdays. That's the only thing that's really like, required as far as hours go <clears throat> that we all meet at the church you know, um, okay. Tuesday mornings. Uh, other than that, we can work whatever hours we want as long as we're getting done what needs to be done. Uh, yeah. That's not the case at other, most churches, you know, usually larger churches will have set hours Monday through Thursday, you know, eight to five. Okay. Um, we're unique, you know, in that we don't, all have a office that we or a church that we go to to meet every week. You know, our church is a building that we use on Sunday mornings and Tuesdays and that's it. So uh, any work we do is at home um, and we can go into the church as needed, but it's not really the home base. Okay. So I'm, I'm curious, and this is stepping outside of you a little bit, but do the yeah. pastors have other jobs as well or are they also just preparing you know full-time basically yeah uh so again it's different for every church ours is unique uh our pastor is actually also an attorney he owns his own law office um which is also where the funding for starting this church even came from uh so he works two jobs essentially being a pastor and an attorney um, and it is, his wife also does work for the church. Um, now him and his wife do not take any income from the church. 
uh, because which you know because he's an attorney they don't need it and they want that money to be able to be given uh, to missions and given outside of the church so um, in his case most of the work is preparing sermons preparing lessons and having that larger outlook for the church as to where we are and where we want to be, uh, how we're going to grow and keeping us looking forward. Um, with it, you know, a lot of the other details do fall to him. Um, but then ultimately we'll get handed off to, you know, wherever it would belong, you know, his wife would handle all of the finances or um, different communications and things like that. So we also kind of are feeling it out since we're pretty new, you know, Um, we're just getting to the point where we're realizing we need to hire some more people so that some of us don't have to wear as many hats. Yeah. Uh, But yeah. So do you feel like you're an entrepreneur in this position or does it just feel like a service you're providing, uh, you know, on, on behalf of God, basically? Yeah, I don't feel like an entrepreneur. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I would say it feels like a service offered. You know, this is something also that I've felt called to do, you know, since I was in high school and that I've wanted to do since I was in high school. Um, and so it, it is a service in a sense, um, because, you know, my goal is to share the gospel with people and point them to God. Um, and although I am getting paid for it and it is a job, you know, um, I, I don't get paid a lot for it. Um, but I'm not the one planting the church. Uh, so I guess I, I, I don't see myself as an entrepreneur in that way. Right. Okay. I was just curious because you, because (laughs) you wear so many hats, you know, a lot of people that, that wear a lot of hats, they tend to be entrepreneurs, right? They solve this problem. They do that. They do a little bit of here. They dabble in this and they, they're just the type of person that, that wants to be able to do everything. And, you know, that is kind of your role, but that those qualities and those traits generally follow entrepreneurs around. So I was just curious. Um, Yeah. You know, most worship pastors wear this many hats and these specific hats. Uh, Worship pastor. I always tell people that want to be a worship pastor, being on stage and singing or leading worship is the smallest part of what you will do. It's not about singing and it's not about the music. It's the, that's, that's the last thing you think about really when it comes down to what your job is. Right. Absolutely. So what, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I guess, how do you, how do you see your career evolving or, you know, I know you're a mother as well. So maybe, maybe you don't want to work long time, but where do you see yourself in 10 years from now? That's a fun question, and that's something I have been thinking about quite a bit, and I wish I had a straight answer for you. In fact, if I get one, I'm going to be really happy about it because I don't know. Uh, You know, I'm unique in that I am a mom 
also, and it is difficult to balance uh, being a good mom and being a good pastor. Uh, it is very challenging, and I've questioned, you know, if I can really do both of those things well, and if maybe in the future staying home with my kids is the right answer. You know, my husband and I plan to, we only have two kids right now, but we plan to adopt um, once our kids get into junior high, and So we know we're going to be having more kids and it might make sense for me to stay home uh, at that 10 year mark. And I'm not even sure that I would want to be full time uh, because right now I get to have that time with my kids. Um, You know, a lot of the any other I don't think I've ever worked with a I think I've worked with one worship pastor who's a woman. Everyone else is a man. And it's different, you know, because they have a wife at home that's taking care of their kids and they don't have to worry that their kids are taken care of. Yeah. Um, for a woman, it's, it's hard to balance that. Um, so I think that's something that I will always be balancing, um, throughout my career and the rest of my life, which is fine. Um, so yes, 10 years from now, um, I, I don't quite know, but if I'm going to be working, I'm going to be doing this for sure. Awesome. Well, mothers have it very difficult out there. Uh, that's for sure. My my wife is in the same boat. If if moms work, they get criticized that they're not at home with the kids. And if mothers stay home with the kids, they get criticized that they're lazy and not working. And so exactly. there's, there's not <laughs> a good solution to that. Uh, there's so much social pressure on mothers. But uh, I think you're doing you're doing something very well, and and it's and it's doing a part time career that you love and that you feel called to, uh, but also maintaining a lot of time for your kids and for your family. So well done in that regard. It sounds like you're doing very well with your career, um, and with your family life as well. Uh, so let's let's look outwards for just a couple minutes here. Um, what what. If somebody's interested in in worship in general, maybe they don't know what they want to do with their life. Uh, what would you tell somebody that's maybe seventeen or eighteen years old, trying to figure out what to do with life? How would you? What would you tell a person of that age that wants to uh, maybe get into worship? Yeah, well, one uh, that person would definitely need to already have musical experience under their belt. And I would want to know what is driving them to want to get into worship. Is it that you're interested in just the tech side of it? Is it that you're just interested in being on a stage and singing songs? Because uh, a lot of kids, uh, that's what it drives the desire. And, you know, that's what it was for me in the beginning, too. You see someone on stage playing a guitar and singing. It's like, well, hey, I want to do that, you know. Um, but when it comes down to it, uh, like I said earlier, getting on stage and leading a small, a song is the smallest part of what I do. Um, and so if you are interested in the music side of it, you know, I would look into some other options also because it's, um, you know, music ministry isn't just about the music. There is so much more that goes into it. And there is so much of the technical side that you have to learn. Um, and you know, when it comes to ministry, your heart's got to be in the right spot too. So if you're doing it because you want to play music on a stage, uh, you know, you're just, you're not going to last. Yeah. It's definitely got to be a labor of love and, and, you know, 
as far as I understand, it's it's not a position, a, a lucrative position. If I if I'm allowed yeah. to say that, it's it's got to be a labor of love, and you've got to do it from your heart. Yeah. And so you sound like the perfect candidate. I mean, you've described it to us for the last half hour, and uh, you know, for anybody else out there that that feels called to this sort of responsibility, um, you know, hopefully you'll take some advice from what Katie has said today. I think uh, you know her words are very relevant and and you know up to date and you've got a lot of experience working at several churches and starting a church essentially. So that's cool that you've been able to, uh, to, to see your, your life change and grow over the last several years. So uh, if somebody would like to reach out to you and maybe talk more about this subject, would you be willing to chat with them? Sure. Absolutely. And how could they get a hold of you? Let's see. Um, Facebook is definitely my go-to. I'm not cool enough to only be on Instagram yet, so I still use Facebook. So uh, anyone can find me on Facebook, Katie Cullum, K-A-T-I-E-C-U-L-L-U-M. Or you can shoot me an email, katieloy at me.com. Okay, perfect. I will include those details in the episode description. Katie, it was an honor to talk to you. I, you know, I love hearing about your heart and, you know, the career that you've, that you've built uh, with that big heart of yours. So thank you for taking time to talk to me and we'll catch you and we'll catch you later. All right. Thanks, Michael.